It was only two weeks ago that we were singing In the Bleak Midwinter, which has as part of its lyrics the line, What shall I give him, poor as I am? If I were a shepherd, I would give a lamb. If I were a wise man, I would do my part. What shall I give him? I'll give him my heart. The beautiful lines of that carol remind us that we only have so many things to give, and the most that we can give is our heart. And here we are two weeks later, witnessing the wise men do their part, bringing their gifts to the baby, Jesus. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. In the song we just sang, there were, it was illustrated as to what these gifts each mean. And I think that's part of the tradition that's grown up through the church. There doesn't seem to be a lot of evidence as to the benefit of frankincense or myrrh. We all know the value of gold. It's pretty much kept its value all through time. But frankincense and myrrh were things that were hard to find, were unique to a particular region, and thus very valuable. Before I came here, a friend of mine at St. Thomas gave me a book called Nathaniel's Nutmeg. He said, you should read this since you're going to the nutmeg state. <laughs> it's a historical fiction about the nutmeg trade. And wow, was nutmeg valuable. People killed each other about it. They were deceitful about it. They fought each other for it. Nations raced each other down to where it grew because it did not grow in the European countries. And it did not grow in Connecticut. But it was so valuable that it was worth people's lives, so they thought. I can't remember the figure that it cited in the book, and I've already loaned it on to somebody else, but I was struck by the hundreds of dollars of value of a little bag of nutmeg. And here we buy it on our shelves at the grocery store. So things have changed over the years in what it is that we find valuable and what gifts we long to offer that will communicate the value that we believe of the gift receiver. The three wise men brought to this baby Jesus gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh in order to illustrate that they believed that the person receiving it was valuable. But a funny thing happens there with Mary and Joseph and the baby Jesus and the wise men who arrive overwhelmed by joy that they found the spot. They find themselves, the wise men, the recipients of a greater gift, the gift of the Christ child, the Messiah, the Savior who's come into the world. And we indeed know, at least in some deep level, the value of the gift we have been given. And we might find ourselves, like the wise men, overwhelmed by the magnitude of what has been given to us. Ten years ago, I was ordained a priest in the Episcopal Church. And it's funny to me that this date feels so significant, because I've had fun celebrating it for the last ten years, but to mark the tenth anniversary just feels a little bigger than all the others. 
And I remember in the couple of days before that celebration in St. James Montclair, when the finishing touches were being put on the leaflet and who was coming and where they would sit and what their part was, that I had a little conversation with God in the kitchen at St. James Montclair. I guess I was just passing through there. And I said, do we, do we really have to go all the way? You know that I love you, God, and that I'll do anything for you. But do we really have to make it official like this, that I be ordained a priest in the church? There seemed to be a bigger level that would come, a level of responsibility, of awareness that would come with this role. And I was getting cold feet in the few days that led before it. I believe that each of us has had a moment where we have asked that question of God. One does not have to be a priest in order to give one's life over to God. So I believe that each of us has had a moment where we've said, really? Can't I be a follower of yours and not have to do it this way? And I hope that you have allowed the question to hang there for a moment to allow God to answer it for you. For God does invite us through Jesus into a deeper relationship with him and invites us into a new reality. And we can feel overwhelmed by it, fearful even of what it might change for us. The good news is that Christ comes along with us. The gift continues to be given in the receiving of it, we continue to receive it each new day. And so we are encouraged to pray the prayer that we prayed at the beginning of worship this morning. Lead us, we said, who know you now by faith to your presence, where we may see your glory face to face. Do we really want that? Perhaps it feels a little overwhelming. But the Christ child who has come among us promises to remain and to give us the strength we need to receive and to witness God's glory now and in the days to come. Amen. <laughs>